Welcome everyone to another episode of Trek Talk with Tech and Kirk. I'm Techman16. Strange Kirk is LARPing with Chef. But we do have... Uh, you've got Strange Handy. Strange Handy's here with us! Oh no, Kirk's back from LARPing. Wait, wait, wait. I see him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kirk's here, but Kirk's also at breakfast. Oh, so he's LARPing breakfast. Okay, alright. Sounds, sounds like a plan. <laughs> I thought you were LARPing with Chef. (laughs) (laughs) When I leave this restaurant, I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we we got a good show for you tonight. Dogs is back. Klingon Accounting has let him out out of Rurapente. We're going to talk about uh, him and chef and uh, how their agreement's going and too bad chef is with kirk otherwise he'd be on the show too and uh and then tiger's here uh along with cook one of them will talk about any kind of advances that they'll have with uh 13 whether things are settling in or not and then we've got nc from server nine gregor's here for a short period of time they're going to talk to each other about how they lie to one another uh they used to be best friends the best of friends. They used to hang out with their gladiuses together, I guess, but uh, now they're not. And we'll we'll hear from both of them. But first and foremost, dogs, buddy. How you been? Good, good. How are you guys? Excellent. Good, man. So, uh, how is it? Uh, I know, like two weeks ago, you, Chef, Boogie, and Handy were talking for hours, like a bunch of old, bunch of schoolgirls. At a slumber party. How'd that work out for you guys? Well, I think with regards to Chef, um, unfortunately for you guys, there's no dumpster fire to report. Um, It's been actually pretty good. Um, So when the ceasefire was announced and um, we marked them as an ally, you know, obviously the... uh, the players that aren't um, as active as they came online, it was it was funny to see the reactions because we've been at war for so long that you know they just couldn't believe it. Um, but that exact that did exactly what it was supposed to do, and that is make everyone question about hey what's going on versus if they see Chef and just you know blow him up and then of course the the ceasefire being as fragile as it is right um, put that at risk so. Um, everyone pretty much behaved. Chef did. He he held his word um, in the last two weeks, and we had a couple players that um, initially left because uh, they're pretty upset over it. Um, but they came back, um, and for the most part, um, during the week, you know, there would be screenshots of someone, let's say, mining next to Chef, and they would they would comment, "This feels really weird." Like it's, we're still adjusting to it, right? Like, um, you're seriously mining next to Chef, right? So, so, um, yeah. So people are still adjusting. Uh, although I will say that there was a lot of debate um, in leadership and stuff like that, and it kind of centered around why we as an alliance said no the first time that Chef referenced um, on the last show, which is, you know, we 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 do still somewhat feel hypocritical in that. You know, it's great that we have a no-hit policy now uh, between each other. 
And for now, everyone has adjusted to it and like it. But at the same time, we do feel somewhat hypocritical just because of the fact that, you know, we're having basically a, an agreement with a non-road player um, with regards to that. And but my yeah, but on that, you guys do realize you're not the server police and nobody's exactly. going to give you a cookie for standing up against wrongs in the galaxy. Exactly. That's like, what you're, I was you're not the Federation, so, you know. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, number one is no one elected us as the server police, number one. And number two is, you know, I do have to, even though it would be nice to extend this ceasefire to maybe a few other alliances, um, it's, I have to think about, you know, our alliance first. Right. So, and Chef and I have had some brief conversations about, hey, can we expand this ceasefire maybe to, to include others? But for now, um, no, that hasn't gone anywhere. So it's it's really just a ceasefire between uh, MCRN and, and Chef. And so anyway, um, but yeah, I had that exact same feeling handy um, at the end of the day with regards to this. He's got a lot of naps going with other alliances. I mean, slowly and steadily, he's been adding to his list of friends. You know what I mean? Right. And I think at some point, it will, he'll end up just going row. You know, we're working on it. It's a long conversation. But, uh, you know. Can you, believe, can you believe that the most uh, advice he uses or the, the singular piece of advice he uses comes from Grand Admiral Key? Yeah, I believe it. Right when he refers to, did you talk to him? Right. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. Loves that. yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny as I say that all the time too. But yeah, it's it's funny how he was the first yeah. one who said it on the podcast. Right. <laughs> did you try talking to him? So for now, I mean, there was an adjustment period, right? But I think everyone has adjusted to it, um, and I mean. Yesterday or day before yesterday, for for the first time, I woke up in the morning. All three of my miners were still alive. I mean, go figure. You know, so um, there you go. Which just means that Dark's not doing their job hitting up MCR and OPL miners. Chop chop, guys. <laughs> or us, for that matter. Right? Yeah. God, guns soft. I know. And and we mine a lot in our TC, right? You go in there, and we have miners all over the place. Oh yeah, yeah. I I pick up a bunch of OPL from you guys. I mean, it's like one of my first stops anyway. If I go OPL hunting, it should be your first stop. MCRN territory is is one one stop shopping. I mean, you only have to go to one system, and you're loaded up for a week. <laughs> Very, <laughs> just about, just about. I'm exaggerating. But. Well, I'm happy we can provide a convenient spot, you know. So we're all about convenience. It's like Costco. Well, with the with the amount of things that you have to mine, if you hit a couple of OPL miners, uh, then you're set for that one particular, you know, thing. So you could go use your miners for something else. It is very helpful to OPL hunt from time to time. Yeah, to refine for the day, because you know, if if everybody's if everybody's looking for everything to mine, you got your three G3s, you got data, you've got your three ISOs. Um, and depending on what 
ops level you are. You got to mine a ton of that stuff. So if you if you knock out a couple of them using OPL, then it's, it's kind of nice where you could just focus your miners elsewhere. Right, which is why I've been very reluctant to try and limit, you know, OPL hits. Like there was even talk of just doing no OPL hits in PC area. And, uh, you know, we just decided that's probably not a good idea because there's lots of people like that. That's how they play the game. That's how they get their resources. And to deny them that I don't think is right. Yeah. Well, from my perspective, this is a war game, right? So, and I, I forget who mentioned it on an earlier show, but I do think when it comes to grow, less is more. Um, and... Look, if you're OPL, it doesn't matter if it's you know TC or regular space. In my opinion, you're o- you're OPL, so you're at risk. It's part of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, dogs of peace. <laughs> you're at risk of of uh, the Cleon coming after you and blowing you out of the sky. That's that's, that's the risk you take. Uh, hey, there's there's a rumor that Handy started that you're only half Cleon. How true is that? That's, a, that's an outright lie. <laughs> You know, I, I'm pretty sure it was a reliable source. Just saying. It could be true. It was a very reliable source. <laughs> <laughs> it came from Handy's dogs. You're both stupid. <laughs> My dog Mars told me. I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You have a dog named Mars. <laughs> Yeah. The only time I depart from the Cleon persona is when I'm Karen in um, Discord when I'm warning other team members that their base is at risk of being hit. So I send them funny messages. I send them fu- funny messages in Discord that I'm Karen. So one time I said, hey, you're, you're, the smoke from your barbecue is going into my backyard. And that's a problem because I'm vegan. And... Uh, it's making me sick, and I can't even finish my kale shake, right? So I write messages like that to oh, try to get them to come online to uh, shield. Matter of fact, we just had one last night, which I'm sure Darius was going to go after, um, or was it two nights ago with uh, um, one of our team members that had a shield down and no ships in dock? Yeah, we, we will find you, or rather Dark will find you. I will say this though, if to have any serious conversation with a base rating, you got to have dark on, right? So you guys are the best at that for sure. That dark is for sure. Uh, Bulldog and Kevin and Darius and Chemo. Um, Fox used to be a big raider too, but uh, he's I think he's gotten busy lately. So that's for sure. Those oh and Nash, Nash might get it back into base rating because the. Uh, what is it the cargo limit has been increased on on some of the G four ships? So you can pull like four to five million at a time. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch out, level level fifty bros and level forty nine bros coming after in server thirty four. I was just raiding this morning. That's right, you were. Oh my god, you were raiding it bold. All right, let's uh, dogs. You got anything else before we move on to uh, Tiger? 
No, other than I don't have a single G4 miner and won't unless they like at least double the cargo size, if not more, because I didn't see the need to get one. Other than I that, I completely um, agree with you. I've got a horizon with no resources into it, and that's it. Everybody listen to that man. He is spot on. Do not get a G4 miner. And Discovery um, with Summon really put the end to that to even think about it, right? So. Yep. But uh, I will say, um, just, yeah, put a bow in the conversation with Chef. Um, everything's going good, actually. He has held his word. We had just a couple small issues on our side, but we have held our word. And um, it's. I think it's going to be permanent, you know, until something goes wrong in the future, which it always does. But for now, we're looking good. Very nice. All right, man. I appreciate it. Uh, come back on with Chef, and we'll we'll talk about how uh, how things are progressing. That was Dogs of War, everybody. Tiger, 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 where you at? How you doing, guys? We went from a dog to a tiger. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I actually got one of those messages from dogs uh, in in the brief t- brief time I was with MRFM. Uh, I remember a Karen message, so that was uh, <laughs> that was. A good reminder. I enjoy. <laughs> That's hilarious. I I'm, I I hope dogs is uh, you know do, dogs of peace or Karen of war is is valued in his alliance for for those kind of messages. Hey, Handy, didn't didn't at one time didn't you guys have didn't you have a nickname for somebody you called Karen? Didn't you guys and Nona have a have a particular uh, player? Yeah, we did. Who 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 was that? I think I forgot. I I don't want to say. Oh, could it be that? Could it be the person that we've recently seen coming back and and playing the game? It could be somebody that has recently been playing the game again. Yes, it could be. Ah uh, ah okay. All right. But you know, I don't like to spread name calling out there. You know, so. Yes, you do. That's why you're here. <laughs> I 100%. I 100% support us talking about Urbanator returning to the game. Well, you know, Karenator, I mean Urbanator, um, has been playing the game. Um, you know, I actually reached out to him. Uh, for for now, I mean, I didn't ask him about what his plans are or anything like that, but he did. You know, briefly, I talked to him. Um, he seems to be just wanting to play his game here and there. I don't think he's playing a lot. I think he's just playing a little bit here and there. And he said that uh, he's, like, got this week off or something of work, and he wasn't busy, so he popped in to play for a bit, and he's not planning to really fully come back, is basically what he told me. Um, so we'll see, though. Fair, fair enough. I just saw him floating around in rogue space one day, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I was very surprised to see him as well. I thought he had quit the game completely. Well, there's a few people that came back. Um, uh, Trojan came back, Herb came back, and uh, Wraith from MCRN, his account is active. Yeah, and dry hitting the hell out of everybody. <laughs> That's why I said his account is active. I don't necessarily think it's him. I think he might have given his account to somebody. And they're doing 
Yeah, but it seems to be somebody with a chip on their shoulder, but I don't think anybody's tried talking to him. I don't think anybody really cares. Cause he it's doesn't like... respond to he doesn't respond to PMs. I tried PMing him. Oh, did you? Oh. Yeah. I, I, have, I haven't even no tried. Response. I just don't care. It's like the guy's very ineffective. It's like maybe one one hundredth of what Chef is capable of. So it's like, oh, okay, well, you want to hit my minors once a week? Go for it, dude. Have fun. Anyway, I know before we move on, it looks like it looks like dogs may have something to say on this subject since you bring up Wraith. Oh. Right, yeah. Yeah, so so we were first trying to determine, well, is it him? So we actually sent some PMs also um with no response. But looking at the the um I guess standings on the um resources rated. We're pretty sure, like you said, it is in fact his account, but we're just not sure who, the, the who behind it. But we've sent PMs trying to figure out like, if it is um, Wraith coming back or is it somebody else or whatever. But we haven't had any luck um, contacting him either. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to say he gave up his account or maybe he sold it and somebody is just having, having fun with it. Um, that's that's all I can surmise because it, you know because we have some MCRN members in Dark and they tried reaching out and they haven't they haven't gotten any response back either. So, so to whoever you are with that account, respond to your fucking DMs. Oh, and we'll find out who he is eventually. I mean, because we'll we'll probably get a hold of the real Ray through Discord and ask him what he did with his account, and there you go. That's how it always happens. And we always find out. I mean, the truth always comes out. What if it was? What if it was Orion? <laughs> <laughs> it, it it would track. It would track. But I don't think it is. Mm. Well, you never know. The guys, the guys' accounts level thirty eight using a salad and a dry hit miter. So you know. So whoever whoever talks to this person, if they just all all I want to know is this: you don't have to say much. Just let me know if it's broken English. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for fuck's sake. All right. All right, thanks, dogs. Anyways, Tiger, back to you. Uh, how's it going with uh, 13? Uh, things are much the same, I guess you could say. We've been, uh, we've been hitting ships for, for like two weeks now, something like that, all together. Feels like anyways. Um, we've had a lot of discussions about, you know, whether or not this has proven to be effective, whether, you know, whether we're getting anywhere with it. Um, you know, some stuff has come up internally saying like, you know, how do we want to, how do we want to proceed from what I'm hearing? Uh, the admirals are going to be meeting here shortly to kind of sit down and discuss things. Uh, so I guess really until then, we're just kind of in a position of wait and see. Um, we've had a lot of skirmishes. We've had a lot of fun. A lot of ships have gone boom. Um, some people have come and gone in, uh, their interest in the fight, let's say. Um, but, uh, we're just kind of going along at this point, I guess. I tried to lend my services at one point, but somebody refused to answer my question. So I was never able yeah. to, to jump over. I tried. I mean, we, we have that seat there for you. We're, we're keeping it warm if you like, but, uh, but yeah, there was, there was radio silence. I saw that question and, uh, 
who knows? Maybe you'll still get a chance. Who did you send a question to, Kirk? Uh, at Raptor PVP refused to answer my question because, you know, I wanted to jump in there so I could lend my services because everyone knows how much I love Jeep. Oh, I got you. You wanted to, you wanted, yeah. <laughs> wanted to blow some ships up. Yeah. Um, so the previous podcast. We just want to get some PVP in. I... So on the previous podcast, Jeep wrote a pretty lengthy response. Um, yes, he did. Shout out to Jeep for being such a huge fan. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Yeah, I, I echo the sta- I echo the statement. Um, there were there was one part that caught my eye about uh, you know her her really long comment, and then uh, feel free to take a look at the up to the previous podcast and, and and read the comment. I'm not going to read it out here, but there was one part that caught my attention that she said that. Uh, in order to end this conflict, have Frank uh, message her. Now, Frank's not part of the diplomacy team at Dead. He's, you know, a pretty pretty chill player. He doesn't really talk to many people. Uh, his wife Kaylee is a commodore at Dead, and I've known both of them for a while because they were at, we were together at wars for for a while. But my question to you, Tiger, is why? First of all, Frank doesn't care to talk to her. He's not part of diplomacy. He doesn't want to get involved in the politics of the game. But why did she single right. him he out? Has, he has refused as a matter of fact. I think oh. it sounded to me, because I actually asked her. And I asked Jeep, and she told me that it, it was just somebody that she didn't have any issue with. And she just, it's like picking a name out of a hat. I don't think she had any very specific reason. She just knew that he was there and it was somebody that she's had not negative experiences with. I can see that, but it's, I have to contextualize that by saying that that's kind of been her counter demand from the beginning is I only want to talk to Frank. And as I said, Frank is, has uh, flat refused said, I'm not, getting involved in diplomacy. I'm not going to be the one to, to step in and do this. Um, and that was from back in the time that we were talking about whether or not we wanted to go to war as an alliance. Um, and we're going to respect our players' wishes. It's unfortunate that that's kind of the, the name that keeps coming up or the, the, the demand that keeps being made because we don't feel like we can really I mean, we can't force our guy to do something he's not. Well, she brought up another name, too. She said, you know, well, if not him, then blah, blah. I, I don't remember who. No, it's, just, it's the same guy. It's, it's uh, his, his name in game is Mr. Winchester, but he, go, he used to go by Frank. Yeah, he, so. his, his original handle was like just Frank or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she mentioned somebody else, too, but that's, I'm not going to look it up. I'll look it up because I can. At any rate, I'm not, I'm not recalling the second one. You, but yeah, I'd be happy to tell you who if you tell me the name. We... All right, I think it's in my correspondence. My um. Oh, in your personal correspondence. My my novel of communication with Jeep. Well, I mean, all you gotta do you could also go and um, 
Did she leave it on that? Did she leave it on that dissertation that she left on the YouTube channel? Well, that's that's what I'm looking at, and the only the only name on there is is Frank or Mr. Winchester in this case. Yeah, no, it was it was I think a message directly from her is what I'm remembering. Uh, okay. At any rate, she's willing to talk because I've talked to her. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, and I know that. But uh, she, I will say this: that Jeep has made some demands that I don't think are going to be received well, and I don't think are reasonable. You know, I had actually asked her, "Okay, Jeep, like, so let's say they, you want Soul demoted, right? So would you be willing to do that? Would you and Soul be okay with a demotion? Maybe even just temporary. And she basically told me, sure, but they're going to have to demote, um, they're going to have to demote two of their guys, <laughs> which would be Tiger and... Um, Vidar's? Vidar. Vidar's Revenge. And I was like... Um, what did they do wrong to deserve being demoted? I, I don't understand. And I don't think she really gave me an answer, but she's kind of steamrolled over it. But I'm just, I'm trying to figure out where her head's at. But, and, and I told her my honest opinion. I, I said, you know, I don't think that's going to go over well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Right. They didn't. I think I told her uh, they didn't do anything wrong. Like, there's no evidence here that they did something that merits a demotion. You know what I mean? So it's right. like what I'm trying to get through to her is that you know it's not tit for tat. That's the. That's not how it works. You know what I mean? It's not like well, if if you have to demote one person, they have to demote two. I mean. That's just not how it works. Like you to to the whole reason to demote Soul is because he did something egregious, and you know what I mean. It just didn't make any yeah. sense to ask for. It just felt very vindictive, you know, like a right, like a very reactionary. Yeah, and I just I just didn't appreciate it, and I don't know. I it's. I hope Jeep listens to this and understands that when she says things like this, I know she may feel that it's actually necessary, but I'd like to believe that if she really sat down and thought to herself about it, would believe that that's a little silly to ask for. And that being true, you're just being a little vindictive, maybe a, a little, you know what I mean? You're just lashing out. Well, everyone here, everyone here knows that, that. I mean, every every comment, all the actions, everything like that. It's it's um it's just a a, a huge emotional reaction with an attempted veil of logic of of logic, you know. And so I think everybody pretty much understands that. And I think the only person that doesn't quite understand that every, everybody knows exactly how predictable she is and can pretty much predict her reactions is her. Uh, she doesn't quite understand that everybody's kind of got her pegged and figured out and we all know how she operates by now because it's a pattern um, and it's been an established pattern for a long time. So we, so there's no, there's no surprise, right? 
I, I hope this actually benefits her, that maybe she will think about it, you know, before reacting. You know, don't be so reactionary. Like, think about your decisions and the way you're coming across to other people and and kind of, you know, grow. And it's okay. I'm not trying to attack her. I'm not trying to make, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to insult her. I'm not trying to make anybody think she's a bad person. I don't believe she's a bad person. But I do believe that that she can be a little too emotional and a little too reactionary. And it doesn't need to be tit for tat. It doesn't things don't need to be equal, you know what I mean, to do the right thing. You know, it's okay to just take pride out of the equation. You know, that's something that we've talked about a lot. Uh, especially over the last couple of days is, you know, making sure that we keep emotion out of it, that we, that we're not doing this based on our own pride as well. Um, because there have been discussions that, that touch on what, uh, dogs brought up earlier, you know, not having been elected police, uh, for galaxy or for decency or anything, you know, operating on our, on our own. Um, we, we want to make sure that we're actually doing this specifically for, you know, what we've stated this is about. We don't want previous emotion to bleed into it, and that makes it a very touchy thing. Um, you know, we've had to care carefully consider our steps because we, like Kirk Note, you know, pointed out, we know what some of the reactions are going to be. It's not that we're trying to egg them on. We just know from experience. You know, we've, we've been there. We've been a part of some of those reactions, you know, on both sides at this point. So... You know, we, we damn sure knew what we were getting into when we started this and what it was likely to look like. Um, but here we are anyways, because like you said, he, he did something egregious and we don't want it to, uh, to be something that just becomes another block and forgets. And I, I will say, and I appreciate that you're thinking about that because I, to be honest with you, I have seen a lot of emotion coming from dead. And a lot of the reasons for getting into this in the first place were more emotional than logical. So it, you know, it goes both ways. There's definitely been high emotions. You know, I think a lot of Jeep's conflicts that she's had in this game are, are because of heightened emotions, not because of really what somebody did. You know what I mean? You guys actually have, a decent reason for going after him but um you know i i still think everybody i mean we're all human right we're not robots so we're gonna let emotions get in the way sometimes so yeah you know it's just important to keep that in mind no absolutely absolutely um you know we're there is a lot of spice that has been injected into some things and we have there's been Definitely a lot of effort put in uh, to try and check that, uh, you know, to make sure that we are practicing what we preach, that we are holding ourselves to the standard that we're expecting anybody else, you know, or demanding from this team. Uh, we're making, we're doing our best to make sure that we're standing in the shoes we're asking them to. So, um, you know, we want to approach it rationally. We're hopeful. Uh, we can have a rational and reasonable conversation about things. You know, it's a little discouraging to hear that the demands are, you know, tit for tat, or if I have to admit that they have to be twice. Well, 
I, I think that was just something she kind of mentioned offhand, again, and I'm not too surprised. Well, and I don't want to but read, I, I, I don't think want I can turn it. her off that route. I just she's got to understand that that's it's just not reality. It's not going to happen. Well, that's a, that's a, that's the thing. You got to remember at the end of the day that this is also a person who will, you know, pick and dig and dig and dig and dig at someone. And as soon as they react and she gets the reaction she's looking for, she screenshots it because she enjoys playing the victim. I mean, I don't mind. I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm past that. Um, I'm going to call it like I see it. And that's exactly what it is. There's some sort of issue that she has going on where that, it may, I don't know, that it gives her the attention that she wants. And these, so she creates a lot of these situations. And so when people finally react to it, like she's hoping that they do, then she's screenshotting it and she's telling everybody that, that'll listen. Anybody that's walking past her on the street, she's got to show it to them because the attention that she, she, that she garners from it. So I also tell people to keep that in mind. You know, it's kind of hard to tell people not to be emotional when all someone does is dig and dig and dig and dig. You know, eventually it gets to the point where you, you got to swat at the hand that's digging at you. Uh, I I think you guys know if you've uh, if you've seen any of General Chat this week that I've uh, my name has come up quite a bit in a lot of conversations and a lot of different things and so yeah I I get that part too I'm just exceptionally stubborn if I I can say hey I'm gonna do my best not to give you that reaction and continue to be rational and reasonable and one that gives me the best chance of uh, getting. Sorry, so that that might get me the uh, the best chance of hitting my objective. I'm just staying cool and not giving that reaction that I know is being. Don't react to the the smear campaigns and the rest of that. It's going to happen regardless of what you do. So just stay on target and uh, get the job done. Get the point across. All right, so I guess from here on out, we're just going to uh, sit and wait what happens with admirals and handy, and uh, we'll see what comes of it. All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate it, Lurking. Tiger. That was uh, Lurking Tiger. He's Lurking and he's Tiger. All right, uh, let's bring back, or uh, let's let's go back to our previous dumpster fire conversation with Gregor from Server 9 from last week. Um, he put out uh, some interesting, let's just call it uh, interesting feel facts about uh, the number one alliance on Server 9, BLK. And so uh, the guys listened to it on the server, and uh, he tells me that uh, there, there was some discussion going on about it in-game. And NC is here. NC, how you doing? Pretty good. How about you? Good, man. Um, and are you, are you the admiral of uh, BLK? I am. Perfect. Look at that. And uh, Gregor was here earlier, but he had a flight to catch, so he will not be joining us. So we'll have uh, your version of the dumpster fire conversation, and then he can respond next week. How about that? Well, that works. I mean, it all started out when my Gladius was able to beat his Gladius, and then we stopped being friends. <laughs> I got my, my Gladius yesterday, just for an FYI. <laughs> yeah you like my intro <laughs> yeah it was funny uh, Greg is a good guy we used to chat pretty much all the time so it was I, I really enjoyed it you were telling me uh, way back when that uh, um, you guys were good friends and then something changed and now you're not so good friends 
uh, anymore. Uh, I'm not going to use the analogy that you used, but uh, what what happened there? Oh, come on. Come on. I said it's like I'm like an ex-girlfriend now. He's ghosting me. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> used you, and then he, then he left you high and dry. No, nah, it's not like that at all. But it's entertaining, so. Well, that's, that's why we're here. It's all about <laughs> entertainment. So I know I was talking to Infinite Key the other day, and he was telling me that uh, some of the things that, that Gregor said uh, were inaccurate, or you know maybe they were intentionally inaccurate just to get a ruse out of you guys. But uh, he never gave me a list, and I'm going to shake my fist at him, my invisible fist here. What uh, can you illuminate some of the things that he said that were inaccurate, or maybe need correcting? Well, it depends. Where do you want to start? I mean, Gregor, Gregor is the most wonderful, smart, kind. Uh, player whose only goal is to make sure our server has good health and he worries about what everybody else thinks and doesn't think about himself at all. Oh, right. Sorry. I'm supposed to tell you guys what's not true. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he said any of those things. <laughs> not at all. Well, our servers, our servers, interesting because the low population, and a lot of us have played together for such a long time now. You start becoming like family, so you know the, it becomes infighting, and uh, it gets pretty frustrating. We're waiting for some fresh blood to be priority at this point. But did this did this start because somebody put pineapple on pizza? Who told you? It's just a shot in the dark. <laughs> Never put pineapple on a pizza. Uh, we need we need Dread Pirate Riker. He's he's a fan of pineapple on pizza. I mean, he'll sing praises of it. That is so gross. Pineapple on pizza. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sorry that now that you've admitted that, I'm sorry for that alliance's new loss. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, he was, um, so previously he talked about how he's always had this growing animosity towards BLK and he's always been in the number two alliance. And do you guys feel that animosity from the rest of the server that you guys are always on top or is it, you know, something that's, uh, I guess, manufactured by, by people like Gregor? Uh, it, it goes back a long ways. Like a way long ways to back to the beginning of the game for a lot of us. Um, a lot of the players that came in later in the game and created alliances uh, just automatically assume that the, the top alliance has got to be bad. And there was a lot of rhetoric that created, and Gregor was definitely fundamental in helping fuel that. Um, it just makes the game more interesting, and a lot more drama came out. But we've got a lot of drama out in the last year, and. Game's been pretty good. But specifically in the last year? So what, what kind of drama came out of that? Well, let's go, let's go to the beginning. So when the game first came out, it was pretty much a free-for-all. Everyone's at each other's throats. Can't mine. There was practically no nodes. I mean, imagine Morska with only three mining nodes. Anyone remember that? Morska, yeah. Us too. You know, so like it was, there was a lot of fighting, and our alliance at the time was, you know, young, and we were fighting a lot of players who were bigger than us. And uh, 
I like how Gregor brought up the whole CDA thing. Um, they had five alliances that were supposedly allied, and their admiral liked to pretend that his fleet was some a force to be reckoned with. Um, funny thing, most of them were you know, the kind of players who just wanted to, you know, do their mining, and that was but they're pretty much pacifists. <laughs> a lot of good players came from there. Uh, we snacked up, got a few of them, and the other ones went to other alliances. But the, those five alliances just basically trickled down to one alliance. And I won't pick on them too much because it's just not nice. Um, but yeah, so we, we fought and we fought nonstop and with the, with the intent of creating a server ROE. And this is this was the biggest mistake, in my opinion, was we fought to end guys dropping the e-hit. We, we tried to stop e-hitting alliances. So we kept growing and getting bigger. And our alliance of 25 was challenging the, the top two alliances for place in events. And, you know, overall power was getting up there. And it was pretty good. That was when we were all Canadians and Mexicans. So, wait a minute. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. So you were saying that you guys were fighting to establish a server row? Is that what you were doing? And so Very you were correct. kind of being... You were kind of being server police. Is that is that the Un unintentionally? So the the server ROE kind of started coming about because it was how we wanted to play, and uh, there was quite a few alliances that they wanted something established, and so we just kept going. And people would complain, "Oh, so and so is he hitting me? We can't stop them. Can you do something about it?" So we would, you know, as an alliance, we would work to you know, try to end the anti-hitting sprees and calm things down. Again, at the time, not knowing that it was the biggest mistake we were making. So we ended up putting ourselves in a spot where anything bad that happened, if it wasn't us doing it, we were expected to take care of it. But um, I like how Gregor brought up one of our old members, uh, Zay, who's actually one of the founding members of our alliance. Um, when, well, I shouldn't say founding. He was part of a big merge. So there was, oh, this is going to be fun. We had uh, one alliance that was dominant on the leaderboards, one alliance that was super aggressive, and it was run by this, this, this friend of ours, Zay, and uh, it was called Wolf. So in our alliance, which was sect at the time, we, we fought them all the time. We had Wolf, Wolf War One, Wolf War Two. And through all of this, we just kept smashing each other, and the progression was kind of dying out. Well, Zay approached me, and he said, hey, how about we just merge? Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Before you get to the merge part, what were the wars about? Was it just an empty hit, uh, stealing an armada, base raid? What were the reasons for the wars? There were no armadas. This is before That's right. Armada time. Sorry, this is way, yeah. this is way back I, when. I went, so no I went armadas. way back on this, yeah. No, there's no armadas. It was just uh, attitudes and, and the way people wanted to play. They wanted player style. So um, this alliance was very aggressive, and, and Zay enjoys the conflict. Now, unbeknownst to me at the time, and knowing what I know now, I understand where he was coming from. He was a big EVE Online player before, so for him, the PvP aspect was huge. So for him, it was all about just going out and smashing ships. And that's a lot of fun. There's no questions there. And we... Uh, we fought back to the point where he realized that he couldn't stop us from defending ourselves and then they couldn't beat us. And so he approached me and says, well, why don't we just 
band together and let's make an alliance and just go for it. And we did. And uh, that's kind of how BLK formed. <laughs> so Infinite Key just, just made a point. Uh, this was before him and Gregor actually started playing this, what you're talking Correct. about. Correct. So, so let's, let's, let's qualify that because he started playing five months after launch. Yes. Um, this was happening when uh, there were no shields in the game. Uh, hiving was a thing. There were no armadas. All you had to do was mine, trite, uh, par, and dill. They were they were G twos, I believe, and very sparse G threes, and uh, so all 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 day you just smashed little ships against one another, right? Pretty much, and it was a lot of fun. So so our alliance was sect S E C T, so section you know section thirty one, um, and it was a lot of fun because we ended up with a core group of players about twenty five twenty six of us, and we managed to somehow pull together from I don't know all parts of in this case, mostly Canada. And you don't realize it until you get farther into the game that you start re recognizing certain types of people you want in your, in your alliance, you know, certain kind of thoughts. So we ended up with a group of very like-minded players. And which we were also about the same age, you know, mostly mid-40s. So we fought and... Uh, this other alliance wolf here that we ended up merging with, it got to the point where it was always a stalemate. We'd fight, you know, everyone would have their uh, aggressiveness, take it out, and it would calm down for a short time. Somebody would always, you know, break a truce. And it just, it was, it was chaotic. It was a lot of fun, though. So we merged with the, at the time, the biggest alliance uh, in the server, did some trimming, and we created what is now BLK. But we still had a lot of friends that were being left out. So we formed, we, we left the alliance in the hands of uh, one of our, sadly, he's, he had to step down from being Admiral, but he was a really good friend of ours at the time. And I shouldn't say it, still is. Uh, we left a sect with him in his hands and he started working on rebuilding it. And sect has always been allied. And, and unlike what Gregor says, we've never said we weren't. So that's the number three alliance, right? That you talked about. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So see, it's all coming together now. This is why. This is why I like having people on the show because then we can learn about new servers. Oh, the nostalgia, though, it makes me so happy because we had so much fun in those days. <laughs> then it went bad. <laughs> Infinite Key says that uh, your your baby jelly was the terror of the galaxy. Uh, it was one of a couple. Yeah. But those were, those were the good old days when literally a jellyfish and a star were, you know, the top dog ships. And now I'm obligated to to tell everyone, thanks to my lawyer Emergen, that uh, while you guys were running around with baby jellies, they were running with Enterprises at level 26, and uh, all these other ships at uh, at various other levels. So just just to qualify where server 190 was at the time and enterprise at 26 oh you mean us with enterprises well you guys were at 26 no 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 no. um back in the <clears throat> in the in the long long before before global launch uh, the the founding servers of the game there was no limits on when you can build a ship as long as you had blueprints so i did not know that Yes, there was um, 
and your fortunates had a warp range of like 100 or 120 like that or something before they before they revamped the game so there were people <clears throat> on the on the founder server that were running around at level 26 with enterprises at like 2 million 3 million enterprises in those in those days and then raiding was basically you got to get a faction miner because you took damage while you were hitting a base even though the base was depleted and so you, you had to use faction yep. miners to keep raiding the uh, materials. Yeah, those are the good old days. I also remember faction miners could one-shot a station. Well, actually, Horizons could one-shot a station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, way back <laughs> when. Now, now you can't do that anymore, right? But um, anyway, so just a little sidebar, because uh, people tend to say that the, uh, the single-digit servers are, are beta servers. And so... Amorgan's like, no, 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 buddy. We, we were, we were the beta server. So I just got to bring that up. Yeah, well, there, I guess there's a difference between a founder server and then a an early launch or a soft launch server. Um, yeah, I believe the first there was three servers before the the soft launch. I guess we'll call it, and then I guess it was whatever our server and ten others or something like that. Yeah, I don't know the full details. I, w- I wasn't nearly invested into this game as much time as I put in now back then, obviously. So, Right. So anyways, going back to the nostalgia of having fun way back when with, uh, you know, BLK and Sect merged. They're always allies. Right, Key? Rather infinite Key. Right. Here's here's truth number one from here's not truth number one from Gregor. We never claimed we weren't allies with Sect. We are fully allied with Sect, but we do not run Sect. Okay, right. fair enough. Now, now uh, Gregor's point on that when he said that was simply because we would always say, no, if you want to have an agreement with Sect, you don't talk to us. They're their own alliance. You deal with them. However, every time we would go to war with somebody as BLK. The other alliance, who most of the time found themselves on the wrong side of the firepower, would start targeting Sec because they were easier targets to them. And of course, they really weren't, but they thought that was a mistake. So they would always right. drag the sister alliance into everything because you know they thought, oh well, we'll just have, we'll be able to brief more people at the same time. Well, that so, and if you declare war on BLK and Sec, you have more targets to hit. It's not yes. just one alliance versus one alliance. Sure, and it's it's more fun for them, but that ended up costing quite a few alliances. Um, well, costing their alliance, which is kind of sad. Definitely, when it costs players, we don't want to see players leaving the game. But it happens. So, did you have a, a healthy server population before, or is it has it just been recent that it's whittled down to maybe about four or four hundred and fifty? I want to say on a ballpark, we probably had about 1,500 players at early launch, maybe more. Um, it was very busy. Uh, I never mined G2 ever. I had OPC or OPL for all my G2 material. It was wonderful. Who mined? <laughs> you let other people mine for you. Yeah. Yeah. So do you know what the circumstances were in? whittling that population down because our server still has a fair amount of players i can't begin to guess how many there are but there's plenty of alliances with at least 60 members that are active on our server anyway 
I think a big portion of it might have come down to the drama between some of the servers. Um, so when the new population, when the new groups, people started coming in, uh, BLK had already formed, and we were already working, you know, on leaderboards and and events. And there was a lot of animosity towards us from the alliances that we basically pushed, you know, down the the ranks. And these new players came in, and it started. There was a rhetoric that started. You know, it was an anti-BLK rhetoric, and nobody cared to stop it. Um, and yet, we were the ones expected to, you know, follow the ROE. So here, here's where the biggest mistake was, and I'll I'll clarify on that. When we formed BLK, we we basically said to the server, "This this is what we need to do. There's going to be an ROE." The mistake was, perhaps it was doubled, a two-directional mistake. The server thought that the ROE was going to protect us when, in fact, it actually protected the server from us. We, we noticed probably more so about four or five months after the new influx of players came in, uh, there was a lot of this whole drama stuff building up, and people wanted to have community conferences and they wanted to have a council and I also did is spend hours of our time from God knows what time to when on discord and argue with players because everybody has to have their two cents in and it just created more frustration than it was worth and a lot of players would leave because they just didn't want part of the drama gee this sounds oddly familiar I feel like I've been through this before I, I would see this being cyclic in all of the servers at one point or another. <laughs> yeah, we went through the exact same thing. Yeah, so Gregor at the time, uh, he had been in a couple of alliances, and uh, they weren't progressing very well because their leadership was dragging them down. Their leadership had a bone to pick with BLK. And that's actually been the... Uh, this sounds mean, maybe, but it's been the demise of many of the alliances and the reason that they struggled to um, progress at times because they were focusing on us, right? They weren't focusing on their game. And it's like the old phrase, you know, winners focus on winning and losers focus on winners. So, yeah, you know, it, it hurts your game when your entire intent is to try to, you know, beat one alliance instead of playing your game and progressing as you should be. That is extremely well said. And that's, that's partially what happened on our server, too. I think Nona was hated for a, a very long time for winning all the events and having the most powerful players. And there were, I know, you know hearing all the background chatter, Nona this, Nona that, on our server. So I could definitely see where that is a very negative aspect of the gameplay where you have one alliance that's so powerful, wins everything, there's no parity, there's no competition, and people want to take them down, but they're too strong and end up losing and then quitting. It's because people start taking things personally. That was, the, that was a big, big thing. When you start taking the game personally and you let the drama get to you, it clouds your ability to find the enjoyment in the game. And a lot of people at that point just say, you know what, enough, I'm done. You know, I'll go back to Farmville or whatever their preferred method of uh, internet gameplay. This this is my first big mobile online game I've actually played, so it's kind of weird. But for me, I, 
never never thought I'd be playing a game like this this long ever. Um, I, I'm right there with you. I, you're saying exactly the same thing that I'm experiencing. I've never played a mobile game like this or for that long. Or with, with this amount of social interaction, if you will. Um, all the games that I've always ever played have been you either purchase it outright uh, first, and then there are no microtransactions, and then, or it's free with ads, and you know you just play the game and then turn it off whenever you want. This is definitely a little I'm, more I'm different. I'm going to say this game is just as bad. Forget ads. They're called banners. It's the same thing. Turn them off. I'd pay to, I'd pay to turn those off. Oh yeah, I hate that. Yeah, but why? Why make five ninety nine on someone just trying to get rid of some ads when you can make a hundred dollars minimum a month from most of your players? Oh, it's a fantastic, uh, a fantastic business proposition. That's for sure. Do you want your enterprise to shoot blue fucking bullets? Ninety nine, ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that would be that'd be too direct for for the system for for the. Uh, for scopely, they got to be a little more subtle. Like we're going to give you free, you know, ninety-eight out of one hundred. But if you want the last two, it's going to cost you ninety-nine. How do you subtly <laughs> place it in a rectum with no lube, buddy? There is no subtle. There's no subtlety. Well, I think scopely thinks they're being subtle, but they're not. So I don't. I can't confirm this is true or not, but. Uh... Scopely owns a, a lot of other games, a lot of other mobile games, and same kind of business model where they hike up the prices for everything. But uh, somebody mentioned to me, because they own, I think it's like Scrabble with Friends or Words with Friends or something, and I think someone told me that they offered the letter Z for a $99 pack, and I, just, I couldn't hold myself. I just started laughing hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> but if it turned out to be true... If it turned out to be true, no one in this, in this, none, I'll, let's put it this way, none of the 10 or 11 people that are in here right now would be surprised. We would just shrug our shoulders and go, yes, that sounds, that sounds about right. But um, and not to be, you know, on the scopely side of things, but if you don't have a, a revenue stream coming in of some sort, you got no game. Well, it's not only it's not only that, right? It's, I've also said this before, and just in case people missed it, I'll say it one more time, and I'll TLDR it. Basically, here's how it is: <clears throat> if everything was cheap, we'd all be level fifty, and then we'd stop playing the game because we'd get bored. So it's priced in such a way that makes like if something is forever unobtainable, like that last level. So by the time you get close to the last level, then they extend that level. You know, obviously at that point they're going, well, yeah, if you want to spend $100,000, yeah, go ahead. You know, we can go ahead and do that and you can go ahead and get there and sit there. But for most of us, who even, even me, someone who spends some money occasionally, that's never going to happen. I'm never going to max out everything. And so that's a perfect model for them to be able to continually, you can always have something that you're working toward, always have something you can work to achieve. You know, you max out all your research and everything and it's like, okay, what do I do now? You just sit there, well, you get bored. And we as players appreciate those who spend the kind of dollars like that to keep the game going. Well, going back to <laughs> Gregor and your server and BLK and whatnot. <clears throat> so, uh, God, where were we before we got sidetracked? The big mistake. The big mistake, yes, thank yeah. you. <laughs> 
Big mistake. You were trying to. So okay, let me let me ask you this then. The big mistake is: Did you tell people like everybody on the server like this is the server row, or did you have anybody else provide input? And was so, was that the, the point of the tension that happened? We tried to bring in a lot of the admirals. We tried to talk with them. There was a lot of animosity towards us, so a lot of admirals were like, "No, you know, take a hike. We don't want to talk to you." And uh, the ones that did, they they looked at it as some sort of a safety screen. But then, they, of course, everyone wants their input, right? Well, if we're going to have an ROE, then we want warships to be safe. We never want to get hit. You can't hit us at all. We want our stations safe. Like it just spiraled out of control. And uh, so we just said, no, this, this is what the ROE is going to be. And a, f- a few of the stronger alliances agreed to it. So we pretty much had four alliances that agreed that this was going to be the ROE. And everybody else had to just deal with it. Um, it's, it's all we could do at the time, right? We, we had the power. So in the, in, in the end, you know, he who has the power makes the rules. And, uh, but that was, that was our first mistake. And it was because the whole hindsight thing, we didn't realize it was a mistake at the time. So as, as more and more players started moving in, because this is just, just before, um, the, the server opened up again for new players. So we finally, after all the fighting and all everything we went through, it finally calmed down. And then all of a sudden a whole bunch of new players showed up and they showed up with an established ROE. So suddenly the ROE went from being something we fought for and worked for and came to agreements on to an entitled ROE. You're in the server, therefore you're entitled to this ROE. So new new alliances popped up and they just got the ROE. It wasn't, you know, and of course there's always the players who want to break ROE, but we became the target. And don't get me wrong, we were not near perfect at keeping to ROE. We had players that would do stupid stuff all the time. But you, you do the best you can, right? The game's voluntary. I can't force you to do anything. All I can do is an admiral is kick you out. And that just makes it worse for everybody. Okay, so what, what was the ROE that you guys established? And what did these new players bring with them that caused this conflict? So the ROE game, various, we, we, it was always simple. The idea was keep it simple, you know, the whole KISS method. You know, no MP survey hits. Um, we did an OPC of minimum 300. At the time, 300 was a lot because it still took you like six minutes to mine that. We weren't at these high speed, you know, 25K an hour type uh, mining ships, right? So 300 became kind of the, the number to go to. Um, Armadas hadn't started yet. Um, there's basically no empty hits. If you wanted to zero node somebody, you had to give them a five minute warning. Seemed fair. Um, stations are always, you know, unshielded station gets hit, uh, and warships are always fair game. So once we had that kind of started out, very simple. So warships always fair. Doesn't matter what they are, just as the warship, it's fair. And survey ships were protected. The only time that they were hittable was if they were actively raiding a station, or they were OPC. Right. It, okay. it was simple. But then the newer alliances came in and, like, well, we want this. We want that. We think this should be here. Oh, this person is doing this. This person is doing that. Now, this is also, when they came in, we didn't have the, um, the attack direction, like who attacked who. And so you have to go through battle logs. And they had just started battle logs at the time. So they were still pretty confusing. So there was a lot of alliances, these newer alliances, that would have 
bait screenshots. They would, uh, their guy would go out there and he'd wander around with a survey ship and then run into somebody's, uh, you know, warship and then cry out for any hit. So a lot of that kind of stuff started and it got to the point where you'd spend two or three hours in a chat with seven or eight people who are just throwing their opinion at you, telling you you're wrong. And it just it got to the point where it's like, enough's enough. You know, we don't want to hear this anymore. Now, at the time, Gregor was actually active in these chats. So Gregor didn't really start playing the game until he was about Ops 38. So he wasn't really grinding. He was just kind of there. Um, you know, it wasn't until the jellyfish came out where he all of a sudden, he was like, oh, I want that. And then all of a sudden, because at the point when we saw Gregor win the jellyfish event, our first question in our alliance was, who's Gregor? Like, we had never <laughs> really seen this player. Like, where did he come from? And uh, it was kind of, it was kind of funny at the time. Like, who's this guy? Like, here's all of us. We think we know everybody. We've been fighting everyone for so long. And, and there's this guy named Gregor with a jellyfish. Man, lucky him. And he also got a lucky pull on an epic uh, death. So he ended up with two jellyfishes pretty quick early on. Like you just said before about, you know, if you don't really need it, you're going to end up with it. Right. Okay, so he became pretty active in these discussions, and what side was he on at the time? I'm guessing this is the time where, where you and him were uh, uh, girlfriends together, I guess. Uh, no, this is before. We were just starting the whole, you know, the, the, the flirty text messages. Oh, okay, okay, right, right. <laughs> sure. So, so he was in an alliance. Just the and... shoulder here and there, No, no, nothing new, just the shoulder, maybe an ankle or so, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> they were still considered kosher pictures in 1947. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure is the year Gregor was born. Don't quote me on that, but, you know. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, Gregor found that the alliance he was in wasn't really progressing, so he decided to uh, form another one and start, and he actually ended up taking quite a few players with him, and he for formed a, a new alliance. And after a few months, like we always had pretty good relations, you know, there's always the fighting and we had one player. So I jumped ahead here for a second. I shouldn't have. We had one player that was left over from the olden days. And this is, this is a, now there was, there was quite a few players that did nothing but just grief the server nonstop. Like that's all they wanted to do. They didn't care. And because it benefited us at the time to, you know, nullify the empty hitting because it was us getting hit as well as well as everybody else. It was kind of, it felt like it was up to us to deal with it because nobody else would. You know, that whole situation where we need something done, but nobody else is going to do it. That was sure. us. So we slowly pushed these these e-hitters either into alliances where they were forced into an ROE or, you know, just essentially out of the game. And I mean, that sounds mean, but these players literally only came on just to cause grief and they're really much of a player but we had to keep one and we took him into our alliance being that he was one of the founders of the, the merged alliance as it was he, he likes to have fun and this is this is zay in order to keep zay from going around and terrorizing the entire server we had to keep him in our alliance because nobody no other alliance wanted him at the time like simply put Nobody else wanted him because they didn't want the headache. Great, we'll have the headache. So he was used as um, kind of like a, a, a weapon towards us whenever it came to ROE discussions. Oh yeah, well, they did this or they did that. 
we did. It was corrected. Can we move on? People, people couldn't move on. That was the problem. They, they got stuck in this cyclic loop of he did this to me three months ago. Therefore, you know, like it just, it got old really fast. And by this point now, Gregor, we've been talking, he's become, he's got his new alliance going. He's in leadership. And, uh, we just got, he actually is the one who suggested that the whole server ROE dropped. He's like, you know what? This isn't working. Why, why do we have the server ROE? So that's just kind of how it started. He, he's not taking enough credit for, for his action in helping slowly erode um, a lot of the, the systems that were there. And people fought it because they, they believed that they were entitled to ROE. So when, when BOK announced that we're no longer going to run a server-wide ROE, we said, we're not going to tell you how to play, but we're going to tell you how we're going to play. And we continued to play under the ROE that we initially had established. Like we just kept playing the same. We didn't change. And we still haven't. Like there's been amendments when the um, the armadas came in. And initially armadas were new. So the general agreement was let's just leave armadas alone. Um <laughs> you're gonna laugh because <laughs> this is as Gregor would like to say, BLK is not gonna tell you anything truthful. Um when we were when after Armadas had been around for a while, Gregor pushed to drop the agreement for Armadas. And we eventually came to the agreement that okay, we're, we'll just uh, uncommon Armadas can be targeted. Now we were being proactive, so the, those conversations were happening. And to be proactive, being that if if BLK says it, it's going to happen and they'll make the changes accordingly, we announced that we were going to no longer protect all armadas, just rares and uncommons. And Gregor yeah, posts... You right mean rares and epics? Oh, sorry, rares and epics. Thank you. And Gregor posts behind that, the posting, and he says, yep, yeah, we agree to this. This is how we're going to play. So now you have the two, at the time, the two strongest alliances saying the same thing. This is how we're going to play. The reason we did it, though, was because we knew that if we didn't agree to it, Gregor and the players he had with him would just start doing it anyways. So by making the changes, it gave us an ability to strike back. Um, because you don't want to fight a one-sided battle, right? Oh, they're hitting our armadas. Why can't we hit theirs back? Like, you, had to, you had to make the changes to, to compensate when you got the two battling alliances. Um, you can't make it a one-sided affair. And it went pretty smoothly, actually. There wasn't a ton of people going after Armadas. It happened a few times, but even now, it still doesn't happen very often. People generally just leave it alone, but it's small population, too, right? That's, if this is a busy server, <laughs> we'd be taking out every uncommon Armada. That's the whole point is a 15-minute timer. You start it, you defend it. But, uh, um, so is this, is this during the part where people started exiting, or, or that the exit happened later? The exit started happening later on, um, noticeably more later on. Uh, the G4 stuff, um, when the G4 stuff happened, um, Gregor actually, him and Infinite Key came up with uh, what we call the Gentleman's Agreement for Dark Space. So, so Gregor was the first up there, and he was mining all by himself, pretty much untouchable. Nobody was there. And then Key finally moved up to Dark, and they came up with an agreement uh, to allow uh, no survey, well, actually, there's no hits on mining ships, whether it was a warship or a survey ship. 
And as it got discussed and it brought up more and more, it made more and more sense for early players because we didn't have the Frank A, you know, we didn't have jellies, but guys who got there could send up even a warship to try to do daily mining for four star. And it was generally accepted that this is good because it helps advance everybody who gets there. So a gentleman's agreement came into place. They formed it. And uh, it's, it's kind of stuck. Um, it never got put into ROE until actually recently because uh, players on all sides like to push those boundaries. Well, if it's not in writing, then it's not an ROE. Okay, well, that's what we're going to have to do. But, uh, yeah, so Gregor was a big proponent in creating some of the, the rules um, for things like dark space. Um, it was sometimes by active threat that changes had to be made to the ROE. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of carried on. I don't really know where it went from there, aside from we've never changed our ROE. <laughs> but it's been changed on us many times. We've been blamed for it many times. So the G4 stuff caused an exodus. Why so? Do you know? Uh, people had this impression that it wasn't fair. Like it was the biggest thing I heard about some of the G4 is it's not fair. That was, that was always a big thing. It's not fair that you guys aren't hitting each other up there or it's, it's not fair that you guys can, can mine and do this and all these ships. It's not, that, that was the biggest thing we would ever hear is it's not fair. And, or you're a bully, you know, all of a sudden there's guys with jellyfishes and they're, you know, they're hitting, you know, intrepids and, you know, rares and, and epic G3 ships and, and not losing very often. So it became a not fair and BLK are bullies because we would hit every warship whenever we had a chance. Still do. Um, yeah, we just became the bullies. <laughs> and everybody, they look at us because we're winning. And since they're not able to now, figure I'm it out. I'm curious. No, I got a quick question. So. Sure. If you're just out flying around doing your dailies and whatnot, and you see a warship floating around, are you guys just going to blow it up then? Okay. 100%. I don't care what crew I have on. So everybody's <laughs> kill on site if it's a warship. Yes. Now, not everybody does, right? It's just that over the time, we've tended to bring in more and more of the players that are that kind of aggressive. You know, we've, we've grouped our our team to be more on the aggressive side because that's how we win, right? We pick active players who are playing daily, who are not afraid to, you know, win or lose um, against another ship. What's the point of the game otherwise? Why, why else would you, you know, why do you mine materials? You mine materials so you can upgrade your stations, so you can upgrade your ships. Like, otherwise, what's the point of the game? If you're, if you're going to send a, a ship out and leave it floating for 20 minutes in a system and you expect it to come back, like, or to be there when you get back. Floating like warships are fair game on our server as well. I was just curious if, like, say I'm in a regular enterprise okay. and I'm just grinding hostels in Tiagacor and you're, you fly into and you're grinding. We're both just grinding on other ends of the system. Are you going to come over and blow me up? Probably. And if you're silly enough to sit there and wait for it, you're going to get hit. <laughs> Interesting. Like, if you're actively playing, 
and your ship yeah, I'm is actively there, and, and you see me moving towards you slowly, and you can see my, my ship may be more powerful than yours, or weaker, but your health is low, are you going to let me get closer, knowing that I've already told everyone before that I'm just going to hit your warship on site? Like, it'd be kind of silly to let me get that. Or, you're active, so you can, you can choose to warp. Um, now we have the ability of disco. You can disco your ship out, or you can go hit on the red and break targeting lock. I mean... There's so many things you can do. But most people just sit there and take the hit and then complain about it. That's, that's the problem. I will say this. We don't play like that because we see it as being a dick. Like, because it didn't gain you anything aside from just blowing somebody up that you know you could. I mean, if, if, uh, it's, it's a, it's a no-loot-don't-shoot mentality. So if you're going to get something out of the hit, then by all means, hit. But if you're not going to get anything out of it, then why do it? You're just griefing people for no reason. And, and I'm, curious, I'm curious your thoughts on that. Space is a dangerous place. If, if you're flying around a warship, you know, hitting Packles or you know, Klingons, I mean, nobody complains about the Federation War Army that takes them out when they go into a system. They don't they message Scopely and say, Scopely, it's not fair that I've got a hunter in faction space. No, you deal with it. You get away from it. I'm sure people do, actually. They probably do message Scopely and say how unfair it is that a 14 million power war army came after their 700k Saladin. But... Well, it's just a game mechanic of the game. And... And if your entire server plays that way, then I guess I don't see a problem with it. But I will say that it's not conducive to growth, and I would, I would hazard a guess that that's why your server has low, low, um, low population. Well, I, I'll jump in there and say that, like. Well, like, so, like, there are some examples, and I just posted up, I was talking there to, to, to Infinite Key there. Um, there are some examples of times that we're going to do that. I know Handy and I sometimes will end up in systems together, and apparently Handy's making a smoothie. Um, and uh, there's some times where we'll be trying to sit at a spawn node, just minding our own business, grinding hostiles, and somebody will move in and start sniping our kills. I'll absolutely blow your ship up then, because that's kind of a dick move. Go away. But like the fact that these hostiles respawn constantly, it's not like you're missing out on an opportunity to, to, to kill anything. And so what that's going to do is that shifts that the the whole idea, and it's like, oh, you know, this particular alliance, they do this thing. So once word gets around, I mean, you're never going to have those instances where people like, for example, if I go into a system and somebody's OPL by like a thousand, no matter what it is, I'm not going to hit them. It's, it's just not worth it. Like it's, it's chump change. There's no point in doing it. <clears throat> but if you're that type of alliance that just constantly blows up warships everywhere you go, I'm not going to let you go OPL one. I'm not going to let anything. If I see your miner returning home, you know what I'm saying? If it's OPL by three, I'm going to hit it. If your base is unshielded, I'm just going to hit it relentlessly. So I think what it does is at the end of the day, in, in our experience, it just makes it harder on your alliance because it turns kind of the whole server against you, you know? It's not conducive to growth. 
we pretty much started with the server against us anyway, so it was no no big deal. <laughs> no change, it seems. But here, I'll, I'll give a really good example. So a player that is currently in Gregor's alliance and has been with Gregor for a long period of time. So, so you know how everyone always thinks the biggest alliance is the griefing and this and that. But there's a player in his alliance that spent over eight months, almost a year, solely and only targeting our guys at every point and juncture, whether it was Swarm Sundays, whether it was um, any, any type of hostile grinding. He, he basically, and still to this day, I mean, he's calmed down a little bit, but he only targeted our players. His entire gameplay, so this is, this is in Gregor's alliance, not ours. His entire gameplay was based around hitting us so he could get his power destroyed to the number one spot, only hitting our ships. It's ridiculous. All he did was shoot himself in the foot for an arbitrary number that means absolutely nothing. And the entire time he wasted his time hunting you instead of growing his account. 100%. So while this player does this, we, our guys, want to, they want to fight too. They want to strike back. So what do they do? They go after the alliance he's in. And instead of him saying hey, to his alliance, hey guys, I just, you know, I just hit 10 BLK ships, you know, watch for retaliation, he'd log off. Or he would wait and he would say, you know, after his guys start reporting hits, he'd be like, oh, okay, I'll go after a BLK. I'll, I'll avenge you. Like, it just, it, it, it was just so stupid. So, so we would have this animosity on warships all the time because this player, one player specifically, would hunt all of our players all the time. So we would return the favor, but then we're the bad guys. You know what I mean? Like it just, it doesn't really jive and it creates a lot of frustration. So over time though, you know, Gregor and I had talked a lot and he says, okay, well, I'll try to get him to calm down. We basically taught our guys to always expect to be hit, you know, which was really good because we're waiting for a server merger. So we're, we're waiting for the chaos to come back, but it's, it's how we started as well. You started out with, with the same chaos. So we've kept our guys, you know, you get hero worship hit, don't want to hear about it. You know, go hit back. So is that, is that gameplay, did that gameplay kind of lead people to leaving the game? Is that what happened? It's very possible to some extent, sure. Uh, I think a lot of players got bored too, though. I just, I'm just trying to understand, you know, you were a busy server. If you said you were about 1,500 people and now you're down to 400, I mean, that's a pretty big exodus. You know, and I was just, one, I was just trying to get at why is it that your server population is so low? Well, I was going to say it's probably, it's probably my fault, but I don't think it totally is. <laughs> no, it's... Um, well, now we, can, now we can blame BLK for everything. Yeah, that's and that's been the rhetoric though for absolutely everything. So, so here's here's a fun example. Um, in uh, in the number two alliance at the time, again Gregor's alliance, always number two alliance. Uh, the player that he talked about last time that he chose to not kick or demote from Commodore, um, used to start uh, camping. He would he would camp mission points, and uh, with the agreement. And Greg was very much the know the agreement that survey ships were protected. So if you're doing missions, you're running a survey ship, have on it, you know, carry on. 
but this player would continually like to, oh, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna change the rules. But then he would tell everybody to to ask Nitzi. Nitzi said it was okay, you know. It was his change. Like, no, it wasn't. Um, same thing with uh, a unilateral decision. <laughs> right? Blame blame BLK, right? But then there's a unilateral decision yeah. that BB's on wrong notes. So so Gregor's alliance, only specifically a couple players, and it was never the whole alliance, but the alliance, his alliance all of a sudden accepted that, you know, Botany Bay's on wrong notes became targets. You could hit them empty. And then they would start doing this. And then when the question came up, it's like, oh, it was BLK. It was BLK's idea. This is their ROE. It was never ROE. We never changed our ROE. <laughs> but it would happen all the time. And, uh, you know, they, people would be in the little bubbles. And it was a whole not focusing on your game, but focusing on, you know, the other alliance. And I think a lot of guys had some burnout. Um, there's players that I've talked to that uh, were under that kind of influence where, you know, everyone in BLK is bad. They're all just a bunch of dicks and this and that. And some of those players have come to join us. And they're like, well, this isn't what we thought it was if, at if all. You like, can't, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> right? Well, it was, we've, we've recruited guys like that before. <laughs> the way you guys play, um, if, if you're not at the top, you're getting stepped on. And that's why your server has such low population well handy handy you you in nona i mean so nitty even you gotta look at for example the known is the number obviously the number one alliance in our server and then so dark is the number two and where we happen to be allies right but if you look at nona and their power the top five players the top excuse me the top 10 players in our server five of them are in Nona and then like two or three of them are in dark. So Nona has the power, right? And what they've done is they actually try extra hard to, to really not kind of, if people is, people are accusing them of something, they, they've, they've really undergone a lot to try not to feed into that and to try to do the opposite because people are, you know, they're butthurt, they're jealous, they're whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, and they hate them, so they make up all these rumors. But rather than just going, oh, screw it, everybody hates us anyway, let's just go ahead and do this, they actually try really hard to to not fall in, fall into that and to not do it. And I mean, and it's made a world of difference. I mean, there's a lot of people that used to hate on them for no reason that are now going around and chatting them up and GC and all this stuff. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that if you have your number one alliance, like Handy was saying, and you, you guys are just like, ah, if you're not first, you're last, you know, that type of thing. I mean, you end up losing a lot of players, and then your server just kind of just kind of becomes boring, in my opinion. You know, it just dries up and fizzles out. Good, uh, good Talladega Nights reference. I like that, Kirk. It's more than that, though. Um, it, this is where the the personal stuff comes in. Um, like, for example, even to this day, we'll, we'll uh, our guys will hit you know a warship floating or this or that. And uh, the messages, the love notes that come back, like some of this stuff is disgusting. And we have fought, in our opinion, my opinion, we have fought pretty hard with alliances and with our own players to just cut the the stupid messages. You know, um, one of the players in in Gregor's current alliance used to be in our alliance, 
and uh, we we kicked him out, and he went from being all friendly to the point where um, one of our players who was suffering from COVID at the time, you know, we were doing like a little little you know in server in game vigil, and uh, we had a lot of alliances there. Um, this player specifically says, "Well, I don't care. I hope he dies." Well, what are we supposed to do about that? Well, we're going to target that player for making those stupid comments. Like, when you start making the game personal, you stop enjoying the game. And it's... I don't even think I can go into half the stuff that's uh, that's even sent to us with, uh, with keeping it a PG-rated show. Well, this is definitely not a PG-rated show. Go ahead, do share it. <laughs> even, a, even a 14A-rated show. Um, Actually, uh, <laughs> Infinite Key just, just posted the uh, top power. You know, Gregor's number one, and then Sect 2, Sect 3, BLK 4. And Gregor's Alliance number five. So it's kind of evened out, actually, between the top three alliances. It's, it's easy for somebody who's not in the top to make it sound like, you know, the, the number one alliance is purely dominant. And we're not. We've never really been, you know, we've never had the top players. We've never had the most powerful players in our alliance. Um, we just have the guys that are active that are enjoying the game together. We wouldn't be where we are in the server if it wasn't for the guys in the team. It, it's, you can't, one, one player, no matter how strong they are, can't truly affect an alliance as much as they think they can. You know what I mean? That, that is true, for the most part. But a player can definitely distract and kind of take over the narrative for a period of time. It kind of... No, I'm not going to... I'm not going to share... Some of the, one of the things we ran into recently um, was a player. Nah, I'm not going to get into this. This is just, I'm not going to call players out. We've had some instances where um, players have sent messages that are just absolutely terrible and disgusting. And we've brought them to Gregor, who at the time, you know, he, he was still kind of, um, you know, in the alliance as a boss. And uh, he just said, well, they're just words. They're not just words. Well, I don't agree with that. I mean, being incredibly nasty and saying really mean things, especially things that are against terms of service, are not okay. And I understand how he likes to say, you just use the block button. If we just use the block button, we'd have probably half the server blocked at this point. <laughs> it doesn't really work. Yeah. I, I I will say though I really believe that it, it depends on what your goal is, right? So if your goal is to just focus on your alliance and your alliance alone, then I guess I don't really have a problem with the way you guys play. But if you are concerned about overall server health and you would like your server to grow and you would like people to stay and play. Um, I think you guys are going about it all wrong, to be totally honest. See, I think that's a bit of a misconception. Um, we currently have a chat that Gregor is not involved in. Um, he chose to step back from leadership roles. So we have discussions, and there's about well, there's six alliances in there. We, we chat more often than not. And 
it wasn't until these alliances dropped their, you know, when your back's up against the wall because you think something, you know, they finally, you know, dropped their guard a little bit and actually started to get to know us as players. And they realized that we weren't what they thought we were just because they're going off of what one person or a few other people have said. So when you're operating on bad info, you know, it's, it's very difficult for us to get through. So like, um, there's, uh, there's another alliance. Nancy, Nancy, real quick, real quick. Did they let you off the hook? Well, I never asked to be let off the hook. <laughs> you, I guess you can get my reference. <laughs> no. um, shout, shout out to Dennis Green. We are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. All right, sorry, continue. There's a smaller alliance now that they've they reformed after um, Gregor's old alliance imploded. And a lot of players split up and they reformed. And it took a little bit while because they were under the impression that we hated them and we targeted them because we hated them. You know, like that's, that's what they thought. And it wasn't all of them. It was just something that a few of them would say. But of course, when there's a one-sided conversation, you only hear the one side of the conversation. Um, it took a little bit of time, but finally getting a chance to talk with these guys and just explain to them why we are the way we are they they've they've changed their gameplay to adapt and they're actually having more fun i believe that they realize like okay yeah it's it's just it's a game for starters keep it as a game keep the personal attacks out of the game you got your ship blown up who cares repair it and go again you know it's it, once you stop treating it as everything that this alliance does to us is a personal attack therefore i must strike back with you know vulgar words or you know weird actions it actually here's an interesting thing you guys might find when territories first came out we told the server that we were not playing roe in territories at all now we didn't explain why we didn't elaborate on it we just said we're not playing roe go in there smash everybody up Whatever you want to do, we don't care. Keep it in the territory. So prior to this, we always had a problem with even with from our own guys in our alliance as well as other alliances. Guys would just drop to e hit because they felt that they weren't getting satisfaction on perhaps a resolution or a war didn't go their way. So I'm not done with it. I'm going to drop to the e hit. So when territories came out, we announced we're not going to have an ROE. In, in territories. It's just free for all. Let's have some fun. Except Gregor approached me and said, hey, can we have ROE? And, uh, okay, sure. Well, we gave one alliance ROE. So we had one allied alliance, which is sect, and then Gregor's alliance, we, we gave them ROE. Just because it really wasn't so much the griefing, and I think Gregor wanted to mine ISO in peace. <laughs> Although we didn't get that because we were basically no ROE with everybody else. And for a while it was chaotic and everyone had their tempers flared. And then I explained it. Look, the, the, the amount of people dropping to E-hit outside of terror, territories basically went to zero. All of a sudden, everybody in the rest of the galaxy, because territories is optional, the rest of the, the galaxy became you know, safe again. It stopped being a problem. And it was from not just you know, other players, but even our own players from, from dropping the hit because it gave them an outlet. And we did. We took a lot of the more aggressive players into our alliance who 
they're aggressive. They want to go blow stuff up. So this way they were, they were contained, you know, territories became in containment, like an arena, right? Like a, like a hockey rink, you know? And when I play a game, I want to be able to, you know, get on the ice and, you know, have some fisticuffs. And then after the whistle blows, go out and have some beers. Like that's how I want to play the game. It should never be personal. So over time, territories started to erode, you know, alliances realized that, okay, it's not worth doing these e-hitting things. And we ourselves too, we slowly pulled back less and less. There were still a few guys who would go out and they would clear territories. I was like, all right, well, heads up guys, because our territory is about to get cleared by these guys right away. And sure enough, the only alliances would strike back and it was good. It was frustrating at times, but it was good. And it wasn't only until recently. Still like we, that? Oh, nope, not, not anymore. Um, it was only about, I don't know, about a month ago. Um, if things had calmed down a fair bit, like nobody was really doing it anymore. And uh, I just said, okay, guys, that's it. We're going to play ROE. We're not going to tell the other alliances that we're playing ROE. We're just going to start doing it. Everybody else can continue to think what they want, but we're now going to stick to ROE and territories. And we haven't had the problems that we used to have pre-territories. People still aren't dropping to E-Hit. It's, it's really calmed down. And when I had a chance to explain that with a few of the other admirals, they took a step back and they said, yeah, you're right. Things really did change. Even though it seemed at the time, you know, super aggressive, it kind of let that burn out again. Something that a lot of the you know, newer players maybe missed out on. But it, it kept it optional, right? You didn't have to be in territories. You know, you can mine one star ISO and a whole bunch of other places if that's what you wanted. And uh, it made territories fun. And now territories are boring because nobody does anything. And it's very, very true. Territory zone has become very, very boring. Let me get this straight. You've you've had a, basically a free-for-all that everybody really wanted because there was so much pent-up aggression. And now they got that aggression out and everybody's kind of chilled out for the most part. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So you just needed so you just needed an outlet for all your guys, I guess, way back when, and your server would still have been full. I guess hindsight, right? Well, yeah, hindsight. A lot of the players that came in, you know, for example, when Greg Gregor did, like I said, they came into an ROE, so they didn't experience what we did from you know day one of the game. So the territories gave a lot of those players a chance to just do it without consequence in territory. And, you know, I would, I would talk a lot with some of the players one-on-one. They'd be like, hey, this isn't fair. And I'm like, well, you know what? You can come back and you can smack our guys off notes. I mean, that's, that's what we're doing. We're not saying you can't, but, you know, just do it. Instead of complaining about it, right? But yeah, it's the whole general mood of the server. Definitely, it calmed down. Like the the whole dropping to e hit thing calmed down. Uh, territories has calmed down, and we're we're using what little takeovers that do happen. We're using those as uh, PvP outlets and uh, lagging the server out so badly that your ship is on two sides of the screen at the same time. Now that the server has calmed down, or at least you say it's calmed down, Gregor may say something else. Although he, I think he, he kind of telegraphed the same sentiment. Where do you feel that the server is going to go 
And are you excited about the new TNG content and uh, hopefully getting the Enterprise D at some point? Not overly. Um, I've been so far. My most favorite of everything Scopely has done is the Frankie. Yeah, with the Stella as the second. Those two, those have the most impact for your game then and now and in the future. The the Franklin A rewards for those new biominerals are freaking awesome. A lot of the newer players coming in don't realize how good they have it with the reward payouts. Um, like There was a point in time when the Vault of Latinum was actually the most cost-effective way of getting Latinum. That's how sad it was. <laughs> the things that are offered now, like new players are advancing faster than ever before. And you put the time into the game and you can you can go there. And right now, like we've got alliances that are all kind of broken up. We're telling them, look, band together. Get your guys practiced in PvP. Like when it comes to a merger, and I hope this stands true. I know it does with most of the uh, the server, but when we have a merger, it's gonna be server nine first. Because it's going to be a free for all. Yeah. See, this is where this is where Gregor made some very weird comment where you don't think people will defect, and I'm like, no, man. Like the people that you've been warring with, you're you're going to band together against an existential threat. It's you know, then all of your once the, all that's settled, then all of your internal crap will come back up again. But you're going to be banded together by your server. I think that with the players that are left, we've got a lot of really, really good players in all the alliances. Um, you know, we've we've got a pretty good rapport now, in, in my opinion. Obviously, we've got a pretty good rapport with the majority of players. Um, there's there's a few outlying players that might be our fault for creating some pretty chaotic type players, but generally, uh, generally, it's pretty good. Um, we do have a few instances, and Gregor touched on the one with uh, an Armada Steel. And uh, to, to clarify that one, it was an epic Armada that uh, Gregor's teammate started less than two seconds after it was failed. And uh, at that point, uh, I authorized um, uh, basically a, a take back on it. And I personally went out there and I cleared their players and restarted the Armada so our guys could finish it. Were you able to? Were you able to finish it? We were, yeah. And but it was the most fun we've had in a long time. Now, now this is going to sound really weird. It is fun. PvP is fun as long as everybody is being a good sport about it. One of their players, and uh, this this fellow, he's a, he's an aggressive player. He's he can be a lot of fun to play against. He actually kept trying to keep us from winning the armada the second time. And we didn't bother calling on it. Like the whole situation happened, but it was fun. Like he, he had his disco system over. So we were trying to track his disco. Uh, we were trying to catch him coming. So he's been really smart coming in different angles. And the, the stupid armada was like right on the edge of the system, right? So you come in and you're like right there. And it was fun. Like it, PvP can be so much fun, but players either it's, it's been brainwashed into them. I mean, that's the wrong word, but it's been pushed on them that PvP is bad, and this is supposed to be a mining game. And those players, you're you're constantly butting heads with those types of players. But every once in a while, you know, a player who wants to PvP, whether he's just angry out of something or not, gives us a chance to play. It's fun. 
And no matter how terrible the situation was for, for all involved, it was, it was enjoyable. Now there was no um, Armada event running other than uh, I believe there was the start an Armada and complete um, the, whatever the uh, event was, it wasn't for winning. It was just for starting it. So their, their players still finished his event from starting it, but no, three, three, <laughs> 1500 Epic directives went out for that one. Well, I think it's very interesting, and it sounds like a fun server to play on. Um, it can be. It can be. It's the only I time it becomes. See, it, it sounds like it's the extreme of the spectrum on both sides. So it can be extremely frustrating with people that complain about not having Farmville, and then it can be extremely fun with having constant PvP whenever you want it. This is part of the problem, though, with knowing everybody in the server. Like, when you get to the point where, like I said, it becomes family, right? Your, your alliance becomes family, you know, players you play with, you know them, you talk to them all the time, on all sides. And uh, there's, there's a, a group of players that uh, slowly got pushed into the same alliance, and they're the ones that we know, the ones that like to send these terrible messages and can't block them all. But yeah, don't don't make it personal. That's the only thing I could ever say about this is stop making it personal. It's you know, we don't attack your ships because we personally have a problem with you. We do it because it's there and it's part of the game. Yeah, I mean, you you people that start taking it personally, they just have to be reminded now and again, you know. Well, Gregor used to be very active in that. Um he used to be very much on board. Um, but lately he's taken a step back and he doesn't uh he doesn't want to be in the server politics part, and uh, like he's he's actually been uh, um, pushing to get the the dark space agreement dropped, right as a lot of players are moving up into dark, and uh, it doesn't yeah, matter to him. It's more competitive, so well, it doesn't matter to him though. The only reason that he wants it is because now. Um, other players are finally reaching the nodes that he's on, and now he wants to have easier access to them. Because, you know, yeah, some of those, one, those warp... Yeah, those high warp systems have, like, three nodes in them. So he used to right. have them exclusively to himself, and now he doesn't. So, well, now, I want, now he wants to drop to just go regular ROE in dark space, but it's only him. So we brought it up with the Admirals group. There's, like, six or seven uh, alliances in there. And they all said, well, we're, we haven't gotten to dark, or we're just getting to dark, and it benefits our players to have that agreement and and we agree with that so we're we're happy to hold that agreement for all the newer players in there it, it helps the whole server right it's not a not a singular person's uh, need or want right all right let's um i think we've we've talked a lot and hopefully we dispelled some of those gregor myths Although I do challenge him to come on at the same time as you and see and see if we can do some uh, some uh, was, some old uh, ex girlfriend fighting, I guess. Yeah, I was hoping you would because he's awesome. I would love to see some arguments, like some screaming at each other. That would be great if you could make that happen. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be fun. Um, so uh, also, don't we, we, don't forget we tech. Go ahead. 
Yeah, yeah, no. Go go for it. Okay, I was gonna say, don't forget, I got my uh, my friend uh, Jim. Yeah, I discussed with him coming on and just talking about general tricks. Oh yeah, too. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I def. I definitely want to want to get him on talk about we're gonna nerd out, nerd on in some Star Trek. Um, he's got a podcast. Yeah, he does. He does. He's got a he's he's got a show called the 50 percent facts podcast. I mean, he's been in podcasting for years, been in the fitness industry for years, um, and uh, just genuinely a good person. But uh, we had a conversation the other day, and I, I guess I never really paid much attention, but. I mean, he really knows a lot about Star Trek, and he's been in, in and around it for, for quite a while, so I definitely would like to get him on at some point. Sure, no, um, I'm, I want to get him on. And then uh, Cook's gone, but uh, Cook's an officially an author now. Um, his book was uh, published as an ebook on Amazon, and he's going to get physical copies that you could buy from his restaurant store. And I'm going to have him on to talk about his book and his sci-fi you know, universe, if you will, which I think will be fun too. We'll be, out, we'll be outside of the game for a little bit. But uh, today, I thought this was great. I want to thank everybody, Dogs, Tiger, uh, NC. Um, thanks for coming on, guys. I appreciate it. Obviously, I do want to see NC you back with, with Gregor at the same time doing the cat fighting and uh check out server nine i th i think they're uh they have uh, they have an interesting way of playing and uh i think it's probably unique to them that there is two ends of the spectrum there's no hitting here and then there's absolute hitting over there yeah very very interesting you know um another thing tech i was thinking um for, for also for those people who aren't who are listening? Um, if you're if you're on Instagram, we do have an Instagram. Um, it's it's um, just Trek Talk Podcast, and um, you know, jump on there, post stuff up there. Um, and I would also like to try to get people to that are listening. Don't forget, I mean, every Sunday at eleven Eastern time, so eight Pacific, we're we're here. We're doing an episode. I mean, we may do some other shows throughout the week as we plan, but this this is this is our regular time slot. So feel free to jump in. And I mean, we invite people up from the audience to ask questions and engage all the time. So if you have something to say that we haven't covered or you think we need to cover it or something like that, shoot us a message, jump in here, give it a listen, raise your hand, and let's see if we can get something going. And it'll all be in the description. So check out the description. All right, guys, I want to thank everybody again. Handy, Kirk, you guys are awesome. Uh, subscribe, like, comment, all those things. This has been Trek Talk with Tech and Kirk. I'm TechMan16. Strange Kirk. And Andy. And we'll see you guys next time.